What's up? We are live. That's right. Welcome. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Excited right off the bat. Let's go. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, right. welcome to DadBot Central presented by Shoot Your Shot Sports. We're your boys from the Frustration Nation podcast. Go check us out every Tuesday and Thursday everywhere you can get podcasts. Our Twitter is at RealFNPodcast. And email is at FrustrationNation at ShootYourShotSports.com. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. As a father, you know we take many risks in life. Like, when should I put my patio furniture away for the winter? Am I still going to use it? Am I going to wait too long and get it snowed on? You know, tough decisions, things like that. But um, you know where else you can take important risks? In fantasy sports. And Thrive Fantasy is cool because they allow you to select various player props under different categories for each respective sport. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur. For example, you could take the over on children fathered by Philip Rivers or the under on fathers present in the Kardashian-Jenner family. Which, the speaking more... of which, yeah, keeping up with the Kardashians was canceled. Did you see was that? It? Or it's being canceled. They announced their final season coming up. Yeah. I did not know that. So but that's very important. To know finally, good news our, in 2020. <laughs> our first good news. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, the more points the selection's worth, the riskier it is. You're going to rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. So right now, go to your app store or Google Play Store and download the Thrive Fantasy app. Or you can go to their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Use our promo code FNFANTASY when you sign up. You'll receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of 20 or more. So sign up and prop up today. I see you, Big Daddy Drew. I know you're talking about me. What up, Drew? Well, I'm Furious George, and I'm here with the man in the Michigan hat. But you can just call us Daddy. Daddy. So come on, sport. Let's go. <laughs> nice. But before we get into our adventures in fatherhood, tonight we have a special guest coming on from the Dads Watching Sports podcast. Michael Draper is here with us. So, Michael, welcome on. How's it going, guys? Good. Hello, Mike. Glad, glad to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you here. So, uh, we're going to start with some adventures in fatherhood. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what... Uh, what your family is like in terms of your kids and because we know you're a dad and that's why I wanted you on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. So uh, my wife and I have two kids, uh, Emma, who is four, just turned four uh, on Monday, actually. Uh, and our happy son, birthday, ha- Emma. Yeah. Happy yeah, birthday, nice. Emma. Shout out. Um, and then our son Hayden uh, is one and a half. And so we are we're, we're knee deep in the middle of it <laughs> uh, with both of them. And they're, they're great. They're awesome. Uh, but, you know, we, we are definitely, uh, yeah, just kind of right there in, in the thick of it. Uh, they're into anything and everything. Uh, Emma does some gymnastics, uh, loves to do, loves to swim. Both of them love to swim. They both love the water. Um, and so, yeah, they're, uh, they're a lot of fun. They keep us on our toes for sure. <laughs> Same here. Same here. Well, with Adventures in Fatherhood, I'm going to go ahead and jump in with my story of the week, and then we'll move on to uh, the Man of Michigan hat, and then, Michael, you can share yours at the end there. Yeah. All right, so uh, we were at my in-laws over Labor Day weekend, about three hours away in northern Indiana, north central Indiana, and my uh, brother-in-law bought a projector, and he had this projector screen. He wanted to play a movie outside, like, around a campfire. Great idea. 
of course we have the conundrum that every family does which is what movie are you going to watch um it was dark enough that like the girls our girls were probably going to be in bed anyway so we weren't really factoring a kid's safe movie into the decision here uh but my father-in-law is notorious for liking uh i guess just old movies <laughs> which i guess makes sense um <laughs> but he uh he loves going on and on about westerns and sci-fi which i actually do like a lot of that stuff too but on this particular night he kept talking about oh we're gonna watch water world and I don't know how much everybody yep. knows about Waterworld watching this. I actually know very little, but what I do know is that it's one of the biggest box office failures of all time. <laughs> they had an enormous budget. They started yep. and stopped and started and stopped production. And it was just a mess. It wasn't a good movie. And apparently when my wife and her brothers were younger, when they were kids, he always would say, oh, we're going to watch Waterworld. And it was apparently on like, tv every friday night or something i don't know and he always turned it on so he's talking like we're trying to you know throwing out movie titles like someone said national treasure dark knight uh my brother-in-law was like the children of the corn and <laughs> all these other ones and my father-in-law goes water world and he keeps turning to my daughter evie he's like evie we're gonna watch water world you're gonna come over to mimi and papa's house we're gonna watch water world so we're out at the fire. We're waiting to get the movie started. We have the laptop set up. My brother-in-law goes inside to get one more thing for the projector. And while he's gone, my daughter Evie turns to everybody at the fire and says, hey, where's the tuner for Waterworld? <laughs> so she, she was full on ready to watch one of the biggest box office flops of all time. Thankfully, we had landed on the dark night and Evie went to bed. Mm. But uh, <laughs> that's my little adventure in fatherhood. Uh, for this week yeah nice well speaking of water world uh i took <laughs> my family to the shed aquarium on saturday um which is cool uh i previewed that i think on our last episode of dad bod that we were thinking about doing that but um so yeah he was super excited he'd wanted to go for a while uh my son and uh so yeah it was it was different which i didn't know how they would manage everything with the covid and everything um as far as distancing and uh trying to keep uh, social yeah social were they, distance were they able that, to but... keep the fish safe <laughs> yeah all the fish wore masks <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> <laughs> swimming six feet apart but yeah um so it was cool yeah i mean it really wasn't that different honestly i mean it was noticeably less busy than normal um for if you've been to the shed before know how crazy it can be but um it was it was good yeah it's kind of i mean you have to wear the mask the whole time you're in there but other than that it felt pretty normal i didn't feel like it was a different experience really so um yeah that was something fun this labor day weekend we did nice all right michael so yours may not be since you're a guest on the show yours might not be necessarily from this past week but what's an adventure in fatherhood you have for us yeah no i actually have uh, something from this past weekend so awesome. as i mentioned it was uh it's my daughter's birthday on monday on labor day um and we kind of made the whole weekend uh her birthday and so on saturday we had kind of a socially distanced uh, birthday party for her with just a couple of friends from school is outside at a park. Uh, it was supposed to be this awesome park that's in our town uh, here outside of Nashville that has a, a splash pad and a really fun uh, uh, um, 
playground and all that stuff. Well, two days before the splash pad breaks down. Oh, uh, no. And so we get an email and, you know, we've been hyping it up. Oh, you're going to get to play in the splash mm. pad and it'll be all this fun stuff. And yeah, so we didn't get to do that, but it was still a, a great day uh, with, with the kids out there. And then we took our daughter and our son to the zoo on Monday for her actual birthday. That's kind of a tradition we actually started uh, when she was first born. Uh, well, not her first birthday, but when she turned one. Uh, we take her to the zoo every uh, every birthday. She loves the animals. And our son, this is the first time he got to go to the zoo. Uh, so That's he cool. was just like, you know, every little thing. He's like, ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and in true uh, parent fashion, uh, we kind of make our way through the Nashville Zoo. You know, we're seeing some of the animals and whatnot. And then there's a section where they have this little train. Uh, you can hop on it and it, it just basically goes two little laps. Uh, takes you around by the rhinoceros and the ostriches and a few other things. So you can actually see them from the train. And our daughter loves that. So we're like, all right, it's, you know, it's, it's her birthday. We've got to do the train. <clears throat> well, because of COVID, they were, they normally have four different little compartments that people can sit in because of COVID. They only had two and they were cleaning in between every, you know, go around. So when mm -hmm. people got off, they were going to clean between. So we waited in line for an hour <laughs> to ride this Ooh. little train. Um, and <laughs> I mean, literally we waited in line for an hour and the train ride was about three and a half minutes, oh. uh, but she absolutely loved it and it was yeah. not worth it. But that just goes, you know, that's like typical parenting dad moment yep. there is it was hot. They were hungry. We literally ate our lunch in the line. We ate like little peanut butter sandwiches oh, wow. that we packed in the line. Our one-year-old was going nuts. He did not want anything oh. to do with being in the line for an hour. Uh, but we survived and they both enjoyed the train ride. So <laughs> that sounds like one of those things too, where like you, you speak something into existence to your kid. Yeah. And then the minute you notice that it's not going to go the way you thought it was, it's too late to back out. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. Without a doubt. Yeah. She's like, can we please ride the train? We're like, Oh yeah, absolutely. Then we saw the line and then we saw that it was taking forever. And we we're like, Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, a kid's I, not going to weigh that in their mind. Like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. there was no way we were leaving that that, that line. Uh, right, not not without kicking and screaming at least. Right, yeah. yeah. Like when I tell my three year old, "Oh, we'll go to the park tomorrow," she will ask from the moment she wakes up until we go, until we're there. Oh, anyway, <laughs> that's a that's a great yeah. story. It's, it's amazing the memory that kids have, especially when oh, you yeah. tell them things to motivate them to go to bed. Yeah, they wake up the next morning and they're like, "Hey." What happened to that that you promised? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I you were Immediate gratification. That. Let's go. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, we've reached the part of the show where we're going to get into some sports dad shout outs. So uh, the first one I saw was a few days ago, Rory McIlroy uh, announced that he and his wife had welcomed their daughter, uh, which Poppy Kennedy into the world. I can just picture Irish people. <laughs> saying poppy kennedy i will not try to mimic an irish accent right now but poppy kennedy just sounds like the perfect irish name poppy kennedy McElroy. he is irish right roy mcelroy i mean i assume mcelroy well sure. that's quite presumptuous of you <laughs> <laughs> i thought he was english but you know well it, any accent especially british accent whether it's scottish irish or yeah or british poppy kennedy sounds there you go yeah quite posh i don't know <laughs> from northern ireland northern ireland there you go, yeah, there you go. you're right uh, 
the next dad moment we have sports dad shout out well this is from a few weeks ago now but uh fred van vliet uh there's a video that was going viral of his daughter and him meeting in the hotel room uh at the bubble when she was finally able to come visit him uh and that was adorable uh richie we don't have that that we can play do you any chance well maybe while he's pulling that up uh yeah we can cut to it if we get oh, it no no, no, we don't have it. We don't have it. Look, go it, look up. it up. Yeah, that was a good video. <laughs> uh, the last thing, and this is a follow-up from last week. Last week, we talked about how little weed talk we know about soccer, but Lionel Messi's dad was flew in to uh, Barcelona to help Lionel Messi determine his contract dispute with Barcelona and with him threatening to go to Manchester United. Uh, and I saw an update that his dad is still hard at work on his son's behalf to continue contract talks with the Barcelona club president. So good for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nothing like uh, <laughs> nothing like a one of the best athletes in your sport calling your dad in to come take care of your, <laughs> your hey, dad, he was called his dad in or his dad just kind of showed up. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to take over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then as always, our final sports dad shout out is to Philip Rivers and Antonio Cromartie because between the two of you, someone surely has a baby on the way. So, congratulations. Congratulations again. <laughs> to you That's too. right. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, let's go ahead and get into our game gab, which is the big chunk of our show. Uh, there's a lot to talk about this week because yeah. maybe, I mean, we got NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, and the NFL that are all underway or very close to being underway so yeah we only have a couple weeks of all these sports at the same time so yeah busy few weeks here so let's start with the nba uh we were talking pre-show that a lot of us are having have the uh raptors celtics game on right now which is about to be over unless my stream is behind a lot of other people's might already be over uh it's Go still ahead. going. It's still going on. Yeah, there's just a few seconds left. Looks like the Raptors have the ball and they're up three. So I think it's uh, about all over. Ac- about all but yeah. academic from here on out. So. All right. Well, that'll make that series three to three, right? Yeah. Oh boy. So, Michael, who do you have winning this series? Oh man. Um, you know, as uh, Rudy T once said for the Houston Rockets, is you can't uh, discount the heart of a champion. Uh, and I've been on the Celtics train kind of all season long thinking they were going to make a run at the finals, but man, there's something about Toronto. Uh, the fact that they're here without Kawhi and, you know, still being able to take a really good team to the limit. I think if it goes seven, I think their, 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 uh, um, expertise and their experience is going to pay off. I'll, I'll take, uh, the Raptors in seven. Hmm. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, Nick Nurse definitely got coach of the year for a reason. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I'm I'm kind of rooting for the Celtics, not cuz I hate the Raptors. I was I was so excited when the Raptors made it to the finals last year and won it, but uh my brother-in-law's a big Celtics fan, and so being that I'm a Bulls fan and I have no rooting interest really otherwise, I'm going ahead and cheering for the Celtics, but I really think now that this will be going to game seven, most likely that this is kind of a toss up of a series. I feel like it could go either way in game seven. Uh, but yeah, those are my thoughts. Uh, Man, Michigan, how, what do you think? Yeah, I was, I was leaning uh, Celtics going into the series, but now, like you said, if it goes to game seven, so yeah, Raptors win officially, Richie said. Yeah. So okay. um, 
it kind of does feel like that that jazz nuggets series where you go to the end down to the wire literally a shot decided it um so obviously it's a great series it's great for the sport and for us as fans uh but it's a toss-up i'm gonna go celtics just because that was my leaning originally but um i think we're gonna have a a good game seven nice so then let's go to the other side of the east we have the heat that i i don't know if i i don't know were, were you guys surprised like going into the series did you think the heat were going to win the series i did but i didn't think they would win in five i thought they'd win in seven yeah i i honestly did not think that they'd win i thought that uh, milwaukee after that first series you know after a couple of bumps up against uh, orlando would really kind of turn things on and man miami we, we talked about this on dad's watching sports on sunday is miami the best team in basketball Ooh, i mean they're a, they're playing really good right now they're the hottest team in basketball yeah right i would agree with hottest yeah if we're saying right now maybe that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they. I mean, they. I mean, I know uh, Giannis was injured for a couple of those games there at the end, but mm-hmm. I mean, they still, even before those last couple games, they built up a three-zero lead uh, to start, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, so maybe you showed your hand a little bit here, but do you? Ha- would you have the Heat beating either the Raptors or Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals? I think so. I mean, I think if you if you look at those teams, the way they match up, uh, they've got the best player on the floor. Jimmy Butler is playing like the best p- player in the league right now. Um, and the way Miami just kind of spreads the wealth, so to speak. I mean, you've got what you got Hero or Butler or Bam or, or whoever they've got coming out there. They do a really good job of being balanced. So, yeah, I, I would take Miami and say six. Wow. Wow. Cool. Man, Michigan, how, what do you think? Oh man, it's tough when you're picking a, the hot team because at some point you wonder will you cool down or kind of regress to the mean. Um, I think whatever, whoever they face, I'm going to pick it to go seven just out of respect for what the Heat have done. But I think the Celtics would beat the Heat. I think the Heat would beat the Raptors. Um, Interesting. But yeah, that's not a super informed decision. I haven't looked at those <laughs> matchups yet super closely, but that's just my thir- my first thought. Um, my yeah. my thinking is the heat I, I totally agree the heat are just super hot right now but i i don't know i feel like the winner of raptors celtics will win the eastern conference uh mm. so i don't either team whether it's celtics or raptors i think they win it it's just been cool because remember when everybody thought when the playoffs started that okay the east is going to be the bucks and then the west is going to be super interesting yeah. well now it's turning out the west has kind of been how we thought it would and the east <laughs> yep. has been super exciting so yeah a lot of good matchups well, let's jump over to the West then, shall we? Uh, so Lakers, Rockets, uh, what's the score in that series? Two to one, two Lakers. To one yeah. All right. So uh, updating our notes here. Uh, what do you guys think about that series? And what do you think about the Lakers and, and I guess the Rockets too? <laughs> uh, yeah, I still think the Lakers are going to win the title this year. Um, the Rockets... I don't know. Going into the series, I thought they'd struggle a lot more with the size of the Lakers than they have uh, with them being the smallest team, I think, in the league as far as their starting five. Uh, But, I mean, they're used to matching up against bigger teams then. So they gave them some interesting challenges. But with the way Westbrook's been struggling, um, I think just AD and LeBron are going to be too much. Rondo's looked like, 
yeah, what Rondo could look like, which has just been a huge third piece. And so uh, Lakers are too complete, too talented, too experienced, um, and there's too many issues with the Rockets. So I think Lakers win this in six would be generous, but I'm probably going to pick five. Wow. Yeah, I agree. I think the, the Lakers are really starting to flex their muscle uh, in that conference, and especially in this series. Uh, you mentioned Rondo. I've got my UK shirt on. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big Rondo fan. Playoff Rondo is a thing. Uh, it, it comes <laughs> out. Uh, there's no doubt about yep. it. But yeah, the, the Lakers are just a better team all the way around um, when you look at that. And I think, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm on, completely on board with that. I think five or maybe six. But when you've got the best two players on the floor, uh, and if you're much deeper than the Rockets are, uh, it, it, yeah, they, they've got all the momentum. So. Yeah, I, I agree Lakers are going to win it. I, I agree Lakers, I think, take the title this year. Uh, but I do think I'm going to give the Rockets a little more, I don't know if credit's the right word or just respect, but I'm, I'm going to take the Lakers in six. So I think the Rockets got one more game in them mm-hmm. to win, but the Lakers will just, yeah, they'll, they'll take this series. And then Clippers Nuggets. Uh, Clippers up two one. That's still two one, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What are we thinking about that series? Uh, it's a good series, uh, you know, and I, I I see a lot of similarity with this series is like you were talking about uh, earlier the uh, Utah uh, Denver mm. series. I think this could go seven. Uh, for whatever reason, man, uh, Denver just can play. Uh, they they can get after it, and the Joker and Murray. Uh, are able to go off at any point in time, especially Murray. Uh, And so while I think the Clippers are the better team, uh, really kind of hands down, uh, Denver is going to find a way to win a couple of games. And I think, I think that game, that series may go seven uh, just because I think they're going to, they're going to ride the high hand of Murray and, and, and uh, Jokic uh, and be able to pick up a couple more wins here. Yeah. I'm similar thoughts again on this one. I think it goes seven. I'd love to see the nuggets win the series. Um, but I feel like I'm already stretching it to get it to seven. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, the Clippers have shown some weakness and maybe they drop an extra game and end up losing the series, but I still pick them to face the Lakers in the conference finals. Um, but I'm going to give it seven games. Yeah. I think you'll have the battle of LA for the Western conference finals, but I'll definitely have the nuggets go to seven. And I would also love to see the nuggets make it to the Western conference finals, but we'll see. Yeah. All right, well, moving on, uh, just for the sake of time here, uh, to the end, well, and I guess we finished all the NBA teams, uh, but... <laughs> That's a good reason to come on, yeah. yeah. <laughs> moving on to the NHL, uh, we got in the Western Conference, we have yeah the Western Conference Finals, we have the Vegas Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars, and that series is currently tied one-to-one. Uh, do we have any thoughts on that series? Um. Yeah, I, these ones I don't have as much information on. I haven't been following as closely. I had been following it pretty well for a while, but with everything else going on, especially prepping for NFL, I've just kind of lost track of it a little bit. But I still think the Golden Knights will win this series. I think they're the more complete team. Um, but the Stars have looked good too, so <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to pick uh, Knights and seven. But yeah, what about you? How, have you been following uh, NHL a lot, Michael? Uh, not really. Uh, as soon as the Predators got knocked out, I, <laughs> I didn't have a whole lot of interest. Uh, on our show, we we did a uh, kind of a draft of all the teams going into the playoffs, and we we kind of tied myself and our co-host tied ourselves to a team that we drafted. We came up with a punishment at the end where the loser, I believe, had to for the NHL has to paint their fingernails uh, oh, on, nice. on, on the show. Uh, but so my team, I got I got the luck of the draw. I got the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, which is fantastic because. 
obviously they, they appear to be well on their way to the NHL finals. And yes. I've kept up with the lightning uh, scores and, and how they're doing. Yeah. Uh, but after the Preds were out, I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm done with NHL for the most part. So I can't really contribute much to that conversation. I'll be honest with you. That That's all right. I'll, I'll jump in and just say golden Knights. I, I have ba- just based on their series against the Canucks based on their series against the Blackhawks, which obviously I was very invested in. I have a lot of faith in the Golden Knights to go far. They have by far the best goalie tandem in the league with Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard, mm-hmm. um, especially when you consider Marc-Andre Fleury has been coming off the bench more, even though he's like the more name-recognizable uh, goalie there. Um, so I'm definitely going to take the Knights to win that series, but I do think it'll go probably either six or seven. Um, I'll, I guess I'll be a little bolder and pick the Knights in six. Uh, and as far as the East goes, the Lightning just came out and spanked the yeah. Islanders the first night. Yeah. I, what was eight to four, eight to three? <clears throat> yeah, something like that. All, all I know is they scored eight goals, and anytime you score eight goals, that's a uh, thrashing. So, uh, Shane, did you have any picks for that uh, that series? So, I, yeah, before I pick the Lightning to. Dem- demolish the islanders which i think is going to happen i just want to <laughs> say how much i respect how well they've played kyle i think you and a lot of other people islanders been, yeah uh or no the the lightning <laughs> sorry oh. if i misspoke there but you you kind of picked them before i did to to play really well uh, i know jim just commented and said that that was his pick too i never saw it coming really with the lightning and i don't know if i just hadn't really been paying attention or what but they've been playing a lot better than i thought they would um i'd like to see the islanders contend in this um being a struggling franchise and being able to relate to that but um no i think lightning sweep this series yeah i and a lightning golden knights finals was just interesting because you have the two best goalies versus like the the most electric offense so it's kind of an interesting kind of like the uh denver broncos seattle seahawks yeah uh, super bowl yeah yeah. (laughs) which was really close (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah something like not that. not quite yeah <laughs> all right so quick stop by the mlb let's do state of the cubs and state of the tigers michael do you have a baseball team i don't i okay. uh, i've never uh i didn't grow up in, close to an mlb city and so never really adopted a team um so you know uh, my one of my co-hosts is a diehard cubs fan um kyle castle so we'll uh we'll say go cubbies all right, awesome. Well, the Cubbies are. Last time I checked, let me do, do a quick score check here. Last time I checked, they were down three three zero on a U Darvish start, which is not good because he's your Cy Young contender. Uh, let me see my internet. Yeah, still three nothing in the top of the sixth. Uh, so the Cubs have been a lot more ebb and flowy lately. I feel like they've had a few good games and they've had a few bad games. Um, I still think they're going to win the NL Central, and I still think they're going to. Probably, I think they'll get through the first round of the playoffs. Um, even though it's like an expanded playoffs this year with best of three series to start, um, I'm not even sure exactly who they're matched up with right now for the playoffs. But I would take the Cubs to win. I think they'll make it at least into the second round. Uh, let's see. Right now, they are they would be playing the Marlins, um, which they're the Marlins team. Yeah. They are interesting, but I feel like that's almost the best case scenario. Yeah. who you would face because they're not a super established or talented team compared to yeah yeah so mm. that's the cubs what about the tigers trash 
Well, no, it's been. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> frustrated because of their most recent game, which they just lost today, 19 to nothing, um, to a bad Brewers team. <laughs> but uh, Tigers have been also up and down, which you expect to see with as many young guys as we've started. I think each of the past three games has been a major league debut for a new player for the Tigers, which is good. Like that's what you want to see for a team that's rebuilding bringing up prospects like those are all steps you have to be taking yeah. um but yeah with that comes a lot of inexperience a lot of mistakes and young pitchers and young hitters aren't a great combo <laughs> when <laughs> they don't have any experience to speak of so um game and a yeah. half out of a wild card spot yeah game and a half out of wild card i think six games out for the division um i don't think we'll make the playoffs i mean it's definitely possible at this point yeah 19 nothing lions or yeah hopefully that's not the Lions score <laughs> this sunday but uh Go yeah. Bears. <laughs> so um yeah i don't think we make the wild card with how hot toronto's been the yankees i think are the eight seed right now and you expect yep. them to continue to improve even the orioles who are also competing with they have some interesting pieces they can hit um I think overall they're probably a better team than the Tigers. So um, I think we missed the playoffs by a little bit, maybe end up missing it by three or four games, but still got some valuable things out of the season, new players, new experience. We know what we have more going into next year. So it's another step in the right direction, but I don't think we make the playoffs. That, yeah, I, I don't think the Tigers will quite make it this year, but I'd love to see them do it. So let's move on to college football. That's I think, you know, we got some games starting up. Not exactly, I guess, like big matchup games, but when you have the Pac-12 and Big Ten gone, that's uh, that's going to happen a little bit. But let's start um, with my team, Notre Dame. They're playing uh, at home against Duke this Saturday. I'm super excited to get started with that. Uh, I think Duke will put up a bigger fight than maybe Notre Dame fans would expect, but I think Notre Dame still comes out of that winning. Uh, what do you guys think about that and what do you think about Notre Dame joining the ACC go ahead no go for it man yeah uh, I was gonna say yeah it's, it's really interesting to to see Notre Dame join a conference uh you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a big college football fan and you always think of Notre Dame as that independent and they're you know kind of doing their own thing so you know my guess is this is not going to lead to this being a permanent deal just because there's yeah. too much money for Notre Dame um, yep. and there's too much prestige for them to be uh, continue to be an independent, but uh, it's going to be really interesting. And I think the thought of them versus Clemson potentially in an ACC championship game is really intriguing uh, for a potential spot at a playoff. So I think uh, I'd say go Irish. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Shane, what thoughts do you have about this, this game? If any, it's just, it's just really hard for me to normally this time of year, I'm really excited for college football games that my team's not even playing in. Um, like I would have been all over the BYU Navy game. I would have watched the whole thing just cause I would have been that excited for my team to be playing and college football is normally my favorite sport to watch, but man, the joy and the excitement for that has been robbed so much this year with the big 10 and Michigan not playing that. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to push through and at least follow what's going on, but I don't have any desire to watch college football this weekend. Uh, which sucks because normally it'd be the best weekend of the year. So, yeah. um, yeah, just because I'm upset that your team gets to play and mine doesn't, I'm gonna go, pick go on Duke, Wake Forest, <laughs> or Duke to Duke to win thirty-eight to three. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, you spoke into existence. You never know. That's right. Uh, Michael, do you have a college football team in particular that you subscribe to, or are you just a fan in general? 
Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Kentucky fan. Uh, right. and so, uh, you know, traditionally we don't have a whole lot to, uh, to celebrate on the, on the gridirons for basketball, but, uh, Kentucky actually, you know, had they not been going to a 10 game only sec schedule this year, I would feel really good about Kentucky's chances to potentially get maybe seven or eight wins. They've got one of the best offensive lines in football. And, and I really mean that they have, a uh, they've got three of their five offensive linemen are going to be all sec players. So they're, they're built uh, to, to be able to run the ball. They've got Terry Wilson coming back from a meniscus tear uh, last year. He toured in the second game of the season, so he'll be back. Uh, their defense, though, is where they're really going to be solid. Mark Stoops is a, a great defensive coach, and so uh, I'm really excited to see Kentucky come out. They've got a tough schedule. Uh, they picked up at Alabama as one of their two games uh, for the SEC. They did pick up Ole Miss at home, but they start the season at Auburn. Um, so they've wow. got at Auburn. They've still got to play Florida, Georgia, and at Alabama. So if they can get five or six wins, I'll be very happy. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, we'll see kind of what happens. Yeah. I, yeah. SEC is just a tough conference in general. And yeah, I was impressed because last week, I don't remember how long it was for, but I, or not last week, last year, last season, uh, Kentucky and North Carolina were both ranked at one point. I remember everyone <laughs> was making a big deal about it just because you have two of the better teams in, NCAA basketball and then they're now ranked in football so yeah yeah Kentucky's beaten I mean their past two seasons they've beaten Penn State in a bowl and Virginia Tech so they got a lot of good momentum uh coming back in but it's uh it could be a could be a rough year this year having to face the the tough schedule so yeah definitely Hmm. so I wanted to comment on this because this is interesting for multiple reasons but we have the Missouri State at Oklahoma game and (laughs) <laughs> what is the Jimbo's posting the entire Notre Dame nice. victory march? You uh, want to lead us in the in the chorus? I I uh, I, uh, I unfortunately am still a new enough Notre Dame fan. I don't know all the words. I know that I know the I know the tune. What a disgrace! I, I know. <laughs> um, Pathetic. Uh, <laughs> so moving on, to Missouri State at Oklahoma. Two reasons why I wanted to bring this up. One is Lincoln Riley coming out and saying his whole thing about not revealing uh what was it student covid results to try to gain maybe competitive advantage over Missouri State so let's start with that what do you guys think about that as a strategy what <laughs> wait ridiculous. i missed this so he, non athletes he's just saying student body he doesn't want to release what those numbers are or are you saying for his players i'm pretty sure Maybe I can get a fact check on this, but I'm pretty sure he was saying he doesn't want he doesn't want to reveal the student athletes' COVID results. Oh, of which of his players might be out. Yeah, don't you have to? That's that was my thought. I mean, I feel like that's kind of <laughs> seems like everybody else is is perfectly fine doing it. Yeah, um, like with an injury report, there's actually rules of when that's yeah. out and everything, right? So wouldn't this be? I mean, you would think more than any other time in like college football history would be necessary to establish a you must report positive covid tests or whatever <laughs> yeah uh, that's that's ridiculous absolutely <laughs> yeah. ridiculous so. and yeah and it's like regardless of you know for all of the uh politicizing that goes on with all the covid conversation regardless of what anyone or lincoln riley may think if the league or the conference wants you to reveal the covid test results you should just do it. <laughs> it's, it's dumb. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the other thing is they're doing this game on pay-per-view. 
I hadn't heard that. Do you know what the price is going to be? WWE pay per view. Yeah, uh, <laughs> let me double check this. Um, it's like It's a decent amount. I remember. Are you serious? What network is it on? Let me see. I don't know. I've never purchased pay per view for anything, so I don't. I'd be so irritated if I was an Oklahoma uh, fan. Fifty four ninety nine. <laughs> Fifty. <laughs> For Missouri State and Oklahoma. Oh my you could get tickets for that. <laughs> yeah, probably. Wow. So, so I'd be so upset if my team tried to pull that. I, I actually <laughs> forgot that they were doing this until I was going through the matchups for this week and I was looking at like what channel networks different games were on, and there was nothing listed next to theirs. <laughs> and wow. yep. So fifty fifty four ninety nine, you can watch the Oklahoma game. So nah. guess who yeah, guess who won't be watching? It? Yeah. It can be five ninety five and I would not Yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> uh and then the other the other game I pulled out just because they're number one in the country is Clemson at Wake Forest. There's nothing really I think to say on this other than Clemson will win, but do you guys have any other thoughts about that or just Clemson in general? <laughs> Um, no, I, I, <laughs> okay. my only question is, yeah, what's the over under on how many quarterbacks play for Clemson? Like three. So no, this is, yeah, <laughs> this will probably be over by halftime and, uh, yeah, probably like a 30, 40 point win, but yeah. Right. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what Clemson looks like, but we already know basically how good they'll be. So <laughs> yeah, I don't think we'll have that many takeaways from it either. So <laughs> yeah, I, you know, Clemson will win that game by a hundred um, yeah. <laughs> and there'll be no people will get nothing out of it. And Dabo will say, Oh, you know, we got work to do. We got to get ready. You know, whatever right. So, right. Yeah, <laughs> yep. no, it's, um, yeah. So are there any other matchups that stick out to you for this week? There was a couple that I, that I think would just be kind of noteworthy of watching, uh, you know, last year, Matt Brown's first year back at North Carolina, uh, no expectations whatsoever. They almost beat, probably should have beat Clemson. Now they have expectations. They're ranked in the top 25. How do they handle that? Uh, and how yep. does he handle that? So I think that they host Syracuse, who's not really a pushover. Um, and then Georgia Tech at Florida State, the Mike Norvell uh, regime coming over from Memphis uh, to Florida State. Things have been a little bumpy so far. Um, so can Florida State finally get back to what they have traditionally been over the past, you know, 25 yep. years? Uh, that's what I'm interested in seeing. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking with uh, someone on our Frustration Nation podcast uh, on Monday about the about Florida State, and he was saying, because Notre Dame faces Florida State later this year, and Houston, Florida State's really interesting just because they're kind of on the they're on the up the upper they're they're climbing up the mountain of what a rebuild would be, if you will, and they're starting to they really could start to have some of those pieces emerge, um, if you will. So they could definitely be more interesting maybe than what they have been the past few years. Yeah. Uh so then the last thing I want to talk about with college football is um Michael, I don't know if you've been following any of this, but we on Frustration Nation and Dad Bob have been following us very closely, and that is Sir Yacht's Twitter page. About, have you heard about this? Or I, no? I have not. No, please, please enlighten me. This, this sounds where interesting. where to begin. Uh, so, about probably about three weeks ago, Sir at Sir Yacht on Twitter showed up as saying that the Big Ten is going to return to play a, a season. And that he has a whole bunch of details. If you ever want, if you're ever bored or need some time to, you know, I don't know, 
laugh or whatever or just enjoy <laughs> a good read go on to sir yacht's twitter page okay uh and you could just read endless rumors about big 10 he he says he has a source from a power five athletic director uh he has he hasn't revealed what that name is and doesn't plan to um but his it's ex- accelerated to such a point now where the latest rumor is that the big 10 they're all going to return for an october 10th start and michigan and the president there uh schlissinger is that the name mm-hmm. uh he Schli- is appa- i don't remember He's apparently yeah. holding it back, and basically the decision is that they're all going to move forward, and Michigan will if he allows them to, and if he doesn't, then he's going to be fired, and Michigan will. And uh, it's like really crazy stuff. Uh, he's also brought up Ohio State uh, saying that they might go independent after this season, and Nebraska saying they might leave and go back to Big 12 after this season. So interesting yeah there's a lot there yeah i've got him pulled up here the fact that he also has a there's a, a sir yacht fan page twitter account too so. <laughs> yeah he's, nice. he, I didn't this know guy's that. this guy's uh he's something yeah that's awesome i'll check yeah. that out for sure definitely check it out yeah we had him on our show a few weeks ago and he, he was a great interview great guest uh uh but yeah it, it, some wild rumors and I, I hope for his sake they start coming true so otherwise Absolutely. yeah it's gonna, and I, I hope for shane's sake they come true oh yeah you can yeah. watch some Big Ten football for sure. It out. All right, so then the last part of our game gap today is the NFL. So yes. Shane and I are very excited about Bears-Lions, uh, and I, th- I, I think the Bears are going to come out, and I think, of course, I'm a Bears fan, I'm going to say this, but I, I do think Mitchell Trubisky is going to have probably the best game of his season in this game one just because – there's so much pressure mounting on him, but he's by all accounts been very confident in camp, and he also has uh, I, I, he's had such a great career against the Lions. So I think he's going to come out and he's going to win back the hearts of Chicago. Everyone's going to be on the Trubisky train until about week three or four, and then he's going to have a bad game, and everyone's going to be put foals in. Let's go! So. That's my Ooh. thoughts on Bears Lions. I like this. Any punishment for whoever loses? Have you guys talk, talked about that yet? Hmm. No. The only a thing heartbreak we pro- will probably be enough. Right? <laughs> That's true. We, I'm very emotionally invested out, in this game. That's true. I, I think we should figure this out. And I also li- I liked your suggestion, Michael. Oh, it wasn't a suggestion. You said you guys were painting fingernails or something. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the our daughter gets to pick uh, pick the color. Um, mm. Yep. So. Not not overly excited about that one, but I don't think it's going to be me. So I guess I will luck out. So I I would luck out because I'm a I'm a teacher and we're entirely remote, so I would not have to necessarily go in anywhere other yeah. than my family seeing it. So, uh, but maybe maybe Shane, maybe we do. Loser has to paint the team's colors on their fingernails. Do like yeah, all bears like so orange. You do like navy and orange. Navy, navy and orange. yeah, huh. be interesting. Yeah, we'll be- we'll give that some more thoughts. Yeah, definitely. I like that. <laughs> Not committing yet. That's good. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. So Shane, do you have thoughts on Lions Bears? Yeah. So I also think this will be Mitch Trubisky's best game of the season, but it's not going to be a good game. <laughs> It'll just be his best game. It'll be his only game, maybe. Yeah, his <laughs> one of three games he plays this season. Um, no, it's. I went back and forth on this a little bit. I think Montgomery either being out or being limited is a big factor. Um, 
I'm curious to see. I just did an interview that's going to be on tomorrow's episode of Frustration Nation um, with a Lions writer who thinks that we he talked a little bit about like a home field advantage. What does that mean without fans? Everyone assumes it's going to not make a difference. But I mean, you still travel. You might have weird rules at the stadium you do travel to that might kind of throw you off your your rhythm a little more than the home team. Um, So I don't know. There's some questions I have as far as what does a home game look like? And is that an advantage that you can actually measure that actually means anything this year? So um, I don't know. I think the real, the strengths of both teams, bears defense, lions offense, obviously head to head who wins that is going to probably decide who wins the game. Um, Just being optimistic and hopeful. I'm going to pick the lions to win like 30 to 24. Wow. Um, I think it's going to be high scoring. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think the Lions will have success even with the Bears' tough defense. I think the Lions' offense will be good this year if Stafford stays healthy. So, um, yeah, I'm going to pick a Lions win kind of just because the season's just started. I don't have any preseason or anything to base my thoughts. Like, I have no objective information at this point. So just as a fan, (laughs) yeah, yeah, with with training camp highlights being the only thing I can base my opinion on, which are basically meaningless, um, I'm going to pick Lions to win until proven otherwise. Very nice. Michael, what do you think about the Bears and the Lions? Well, you know, I mentioned that we did our uh, our NHL draft lottery. We also did this for NFL this past week, and I drew the Lions. So I am all aboard uh, the yes. Lions Express, Matthew Stafford, and the boys. Uh, so I am hoping and praying for uh, a Lions victory. So, Well, you can leave the show now. No, <laughs> it's been good to have you. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, all right, well then, right in, with Bears lines in the same breath, we have to talk about Packers Vikings. Uh, the best I can hope for is <laughs> best I can hope for here is a Vikings victory with Aaron Rodgers snapping both collarbones. Uh, but <laughs> that's about where that's about where I sit. I think uh, the I think the Vikings will win this one, um, but I don't. I think the Packers and Vikings will all be neck and neck pretty much the whole season. So, what do yeah. you guys think? Go ahead, Michael. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, the Vikings, uh, really kind of across the board, I think they're the better team. Um, and so I, I look for them to, to really be able to put the Packers in their place. Uh, it, it will be interesting to see how Rodgers comes back and, you know, the whole controversy about them drafting a quarterback. And does is, is that play any role at all? My guess is it probably doesn't, but you just never know. And, um, you know, Kirk Cousins, he's had his, his share of a little controversy within the past couple of weeks as well. Yep, so yep. Uh, can he put that behind him and, and play well? But, yeah, I would take the Vikings, I think, in this game. I think they're just the better team. All right. Yep. Oh, sorry. Yep. I almost cut you off. <laughs> You're good. Uh, after my Lions pick, you just, yeah, just yeah, disregard all of Shane's picks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I think a few key things I'll be watching with that are – Vikings defense, which has been really overhauled, looks Daniel a lot Hunter different. went on the IR today. Yep, and they've already so been big. kind of retooling their defense, kind of like a, it seems like they're rebuilding just the defense, but started doing that this year. So, how does that hold up? Um, and then, what does the Packers offense look like? I think actually Aaron Jones is more of a key for this game than Rodgers is, uh, just based on the kind of offense they're trying to run. So, can Minnesota stop Aaron Jones? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm going to pick the Vikings to win in a close game. Nice. Well, let's get into tomorrow's matchup. Texans at Chiefs. I think this is a really fun game. Not really for Bears fans because Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, two quarterbacks you could have yeah. selected. What could have been. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I mean, 
I, I actually think this will be a really fun game to watch. I think it will I think it could go similarly to how the playoff game went between them where Texas kind of go or not Texas, Houston kind of goes out to an early an early lead, maybe, maybe even two touchdowns or whatever, and then Mahomes comes out, guns blazing in the second half, and Chiefs I think the Chiefs will win comfortably, but I think the Texans will put up a good fight at some point. What do you guys think? Go ahead, Michael. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it'll be a great game. Uh, I think it is kind of cool that we get that uh, after what a fantastic playoff game that was last year with it just kind of going back and forth. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think the Chiefs, until we see something that's going to prove that they're not the team that just won the Super Bowl and is the best team in football, I think it's, it'd be kind of foolish to pick against them. So I, yeah, I'll go true. with the Chiefs in that game. I think, uh, I think the Texans will hang around for a little bit, but uh, too much firepower from uh, Kansas City. I've really tried to talk myself into picking Houston uh, just because I do <laughs> like them and kind of want to pick the underdog a little bit. But um, like you said, Michael was key until we're proven wrong or until we see otherwise. And at this point, you just have to give the edge to the Chiefs. Um, I think there's a real possibility that they come out and maybe stumble a little bit because we don't know what any team's going to look like game one. We might know what they're going to look like this season, but with game one being effectively your first preseason game in a lot of ways, um, maybe that affects some teams more than others. Um, maybe some have been able to practice more efficiently than others. So I think there's going to be a lot of surprises week one, but um, I'm going to pick the Chiefs to, to win this game. All right. And then uh, the last matchup I selected out of the bunch was Buccaneers Saints simply because of the Buccaneers now having Brady and Gronk uh, and uh, Leonard Fournette. Now, like they have a whole bunch of interesting pieces uh, I think the Saints will win this game. I think the Buccaneers are just honestly, I think Brady will do well. I just think it's going to be a very interesting story to follow throughout the year. What do you guys uh, think about Buccaneers? Yeah, so I think the Saints win the division, but I think the Buccaneers win this game. Um, I do. We've kind of talked, Kyle, but like, are furious about uh, the kind of how overhyped. It, are the Buccaneers you know are they trying to put together a dream team like the Eagles did a while ago where you have a lot of big names but it doesn't really mesh uh, a lot of older guys older stars who are probably past their primes so yeah sorry no disrespect intended furious George um, <laughs> but yeah um, I don't think the experiment or the dream team is going to work as well as some people think that it will but I do think they come out and win game one if nothing else just to give people even more hope and hype <laughs> before they inevitably lose the division anyway so yeah yeah I'll take the Saints I mean I think uh, they've got a lot of motivation having such a great year last year and it kind of fizzling out the way it did um, and you know I think that I think the Buccaneers are going to be really good uh, I think they're definitely a contender but I think the Saints are just uh, on a different level, so I'll take uh, Breeze and the boys. Nice. So the last thing I wanted to talk about with the NFL is just what I, I put sleeper contenders in our notes because I'm curious. It, every year there's one or two teams that emerge from the dregs of the league to becoming all of a sudden a championship contender. Last year it was the 49ers. Uh, so who do you guys think this year could be that team? The Detroit Lions. <laughs> Actually, yes. there's reasons to think that. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just Stafford being healthy by itself um, will make the team. I. You look how drastically different 
they were those first four or five games before he was hurt. Um, so again, obviously this is a biased pick, but when you look for a big bounce back season, one of the big factors is do you have somebody who was injured who's coming back? Um, so yeah, I'm going to pick the lions and that doesn't necessarily mean they win 12 games or go to the super bowl, but as far as biggest bounce backs, I think potentially could be the lions. Interesting. I'm going to go with a team in this. The more I think about this, I don't know if this makes any sense at all uh, because you've got what was the, the best team in football uh, in their division last year. You've got what everybody thinks is the sleeper team in the Browns in their division. And then Joe Burrow with the Bengals, but I'm going to pick the Steelers. Uh, I think that getting Ben big, big Ben back uh, around some of the pieces that they have, they're always going to have a good defense there in yep. Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin's a great coach. And I think, with all the talk and noise about Baltimore and how they should have been a, uh, a better team and shouldn't have gotten beaten by the Titans last year and all the talk of Joe Burrow and Cincinnati, how many games can they win? And then is this finally the year that the Browns get over the hump? The Steelers are kind of under the radar uh, and I, I think they appreciate that and they like that uh, role. And so I, I'm going to go with the Steelers again. I, I don't think they'll make the Super Bowl, but I think they could make the playoffs. Another one where an injury kind of keeps the team under the radar exactly. and yeah. so yeah that's another something you look for when you identify those teams yeah. i agree with the steelers i the steelers are actually who i was thinking about uh first but since you brought that up i will throw out and this is honestly kind of a gimme but i'll throw out the buccaneers because the buccaneers i think ended they were either fourth or third in the nfc south last year and uh obviously when you have brady as your quarterback that's an upgrade over Jameis Winston, at least in my eyes. Uh, so uh, even though Winston did throw 30 touchdowns and also 30 interceptions, but it's <laughs> the perfect season. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I guess I throw Buccaneers in there. Um, and I, I, as far I, I was going to say, as far as the bears go, I don't know if the bears are a contender, but I are a sleeper contender, but I definitely think the bears will bounce back to an above 500 record, which is not contender status necessarily. But it could be. You never know. <laughs> Improved, at least. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that is concludes our game gab for tonight. So it's time to get into some dad jokes. So I am uh, going to turn it over to uh, Shane to start with his dad joke. Yeah. So this one, um, I had a few different ones I was choosing between. So some I filed for a later episode. But <laughs> this one... Um, Kyle or uh, Michael, yeah. What would you call monkeys who share an Amazon account? Hmm. Hmm. Monkeys that share an Amazon account. Probably something about the forest or the river with Amazon. I don't. I don't. I don't have anything. You got anything? I've got nothing. All right. <laughs> Hit us with the punchline. They would be prime mates. Oh. <laughs> prime <Very> mates. Nice. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Michael, what do you got for us? Yeah, so this is uh, this is one that I found uh, that is pretty uh, relevant to my life because this literally happens every morning. Uh, but mine is uh, if if you're in the shoes of your or if you're in the uh, if you're your child and you say, "Hey, Dad, can you help me put?" Uh, can you help put my shoes on? And the dad says, what? Help me put my shoes. Um, what does the dad say? Yeah, what? No, I don't think they'll fit me. Uh, <laughs> no. 
Gotti. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> literally, like I literally the, get asked that by our daughter every single morning, so I had to, I had to use that one. That's, that's like the classic like dad pun. Yeah, nice. Like yeah, that. yeah. All right, furious. Uh, what's yours? So why don't eggs tell jokes? You guys probably know the you might know the answer to this, but why don't eggs tell jokes? I feel like it's something with cracked up, maybe. Yeah. I actually don't know this one. Well, you're on the right track. They'd crack each other up. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> <Got> he- <laughs> <laughs> nice. You don't want to crack your eggs. That's right. We we concluded, Michael, that the clip, the Godding clip, is funnier than any of the dad jokes. That we- <laughs> <laughs> it is without a doubt. Yeah, I was I was not prepared for that. <laughs> no one ever is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's get into your old man. Uh, so let's talk about some stories about any uh, any stories you have from time with your dad. So. Uh, for me, I wrote down punishments for my dad because um, good memories. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say that to be good memories. Oh, okay, memories. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, but no punishments with my dad. Uh, basically, I my this is I think different than a lot of people's stories. But my dad was the one I wanted to punish me because my mom, probably because she had to deal with me all day. My mom was the one that really like let them you know she really flexed her muscles when she was spanking me basically uh my dad who's gone at work all day comes home my mom fills him in that situation or whatever i don't know i just remember his never being quite as bad as my mom's so it's it's not much of a story other than that but thank you dad (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate it yeah Yeah. (laughs) nice michael do you have a story with uh you and your dad? Uh, yeah, I mean, my dad was was always quite the the jokester. Um, the one thing that I always remember is um, my I have an older brother. It was it was pretty pretty talented in sports and specifically basketball. And so we would always play two on one. It'd be my dad and myself versus my brother uh, in basketball in our driveway. And I would get so mad at my dad because he would he would we would be kind of close to winning. And then he would have like an open three point shot. I'd say, no, dad, do not take, you never make this. And his line was always, I feel it in my bones, which to me made no sense whatsoever. But he'd be like, Michael, I feel it in my bones. And my line back to him would be like, well, dad, your your bones are lying to you because you're not going to make it. And he never would. And and it used to frustrate the heck out of me because my brother would always beat us two on one. Uh, but my dad would always say, Michael, I feel it in my bones. Feel it in my bones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. it's, yeah. It's definitely like a dadism. Yeah. Like a, without a doubt. A saying oh, yeah. or like dadly wisdom or, you know, like feel it in my bones. Yeah. A little bit of that fatherly hubris. Like, oh, I got this. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, so my story is I thought of this because recently we've taken my son to the zoo and to the aquarium. And so this is from, I think we were at the Detroit Zoo. I forget which zoo this was, but my dad and mom took our whole family and you know how at the zoo they have like peacocks and geese and stuff that just kind of walk around uh, like they're not part of the like exhibits or habitats or anything. They just show just up there. and just walk around, you know, <laughs> they're just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, just hanging out. Uh, and so this goose, which geese are like the biggest jerks out of all the animals. Like they're just aggressive and mean and, you know, they like come up to you and like flap their wings at you and all that. So geese are just like especially when you're younger and you're like more at eye level with the goose (laughs) they're just scary and so this one goose was following us around the zoo just being a huge jerk and like kept trying to bite us like bite the edge of our clothes and hit its wings against us and stuff 
And so my dad just turns around and he punches this goose square in the face. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> but yeah, he turns around and awesome. throws <laughs> a right hook right on the beak of this goose. What did the and goose do? It just left us alone after okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that goose has ever been yeah hit square in the mouth. So um, yeah, it's like the Tyson quote. Everyone has a plan until they get punch in the face so right. yeah so that goose didn't have a plan <laughs> yeah that's oh that's great memory. and you guys never were allowed to come back in the zoo <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's probably the only animal in the zoo you'd get away with assaulting <laughs> yeah. yeah all right so real briefly because we're right at about an hour now uh since this is dad bod central we like to talk about if we are being fit or fat so i'll go ahead and start uh i have I should have been making more strides to be fit, but I haven't been. And this weekend is definitely not going to be that. Uh, with Notre Dame starting their season opener, Bears, Lions, there's going to be a lot of food. I love going all out, making all sorts of football games, snacks, and stuff for the first games of the season. So um, I'm not even, I haven't even compiled my menu yet to get what I'm going to make, but I'm definitely going to be fat. That as much is for sure. Uh, so. <laughs> The one thing I'll probably make are these. I make jalapeno poppers, but I Ooh, yeah. what I just do is I'll scoop the, uh, I'll cut them in half, scoop the seeds out, put in cream cheese and cheddar cheese and wrap it in bacon and bake it in the mm. oven. Super simple, and the best part is no one else in my house likes to eat jalapenos, so <laughs> perfect. It's yes. a tray all to myself. <laughs> Absolutely. You plan that well, yeah. <laughs> well, nice. and it and it's it's keto because there's no true, yep. like breading or anything. No on doubt it. about that. <laughs> yeah, is cream cheese? Yeah, I guess it would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so for me, it's as usual a little bit of both. Um, but I put fit this week because I have been doing pretty well with. I've been doing intermittent fasting. Um, and which I guess I was talking to somebody, it's like they used to just call that like skipping breakfast or skipping a meal. <laughs> yeah. And now there's like this fancy term for it, you know, but just like doing one meal a day, uh, a lot of days. So I've been doing that and had several good workouts at the gym the past few weeks. So um, I put fit, but like Kyle, as I kind of look forward to this coming weekend with football and everything, that'll probably change. <laughs> but for now, I've been OK. <laughs> Yeah, not to cop out, I'm going to have to say I'm a little bit of both as well. I, I'm a pretty avid runner, and so, but the only reason I run is because I like to eat crap. And so <laughs> yeah. I end up to try not to gain, you know, 100 pounds. Like the other day, I, I was it was actually last night, I went on a four-mile run, and then I chugged a big, huge thing of chocolate milk afterwards. So nice. uh, I had to <laughs> kind of balance it out. But yeah, it's as I mentioned, this past weekend was my daughter's birthday, so we had cake. Uh, I smoked some ribs, uh, all that. And oh, then this, mm. this weekend is my birthday, and I'm going golfing and probably going to load up on the on the the beers that morning and so yeah very nice it's, it's going to be fat so <laughs> well happy birthday yeah appreciate birthday. that yeah well before we close the show just wanted to make everybody aware uh that's watching that uh this weekend on twitch on the shoot your shot sports uh twitch channel there is a positive beats event happening um yeah so there's the details right there for you uh, we're going to be raising money uh, for the, uh, I'm going to go with Gidry's guardian foundation. Um, and so there's going to be some different DJs that'll be there. Myrix will be there. DJ Santana Warner. So you'll definitely want to stop by and check that out. Um, and throw some money towards a good cause for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So as we close again, Michael, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, man. It's been fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you all very much for having me. Yeah. Um, 
so what we like to do to end the show is just to kind of plug our stuff so why don't you uh, let everyone know where they can find you and dad's watching sports yeah so dad's watching sports uh we are on sundays at 8 30 we uh, stream uh, via stream just like you guys do on our facebook page at 8 30 central 9 30 eastern um you can also download it anytime anywhere uh through any place where you download uh podcast but it's myself uh two good buddies of mine and uh yeah we have a we have a good time we're kind of similar to this we talk some dad stuff some sports uh kind of pop culture really anything and everything that's going on in our lives and uh, we have a good time with it and had had y'all on uh, a couple yep. of weeks ago as well so thank y'all for joining us so we're uh yeah check us out dad's watching sports we're on facebook twitter kind of the whole whole shebang so awesome, awesome. yeah well you guys all know we're frustration nation uh in our podcast we have a new episode coming out tomorrow bears lions game preview so you want to check that out two interviews there uh check out the shoot shot sports network and uh, you can always tweet at us at Real FM Podcast. Shoot us an email, frustrationnation at shootshotsports.com. But before we go, we'll leave you with this piece of fatherly advice. Go find your dad. Give him a hug. Tell him you love him. But Aww. Yeah, that's right. But don't forget, we're the ones you call daddy. So thanks for watching, and we'll catch you all next week. Same time, same place.